Welcome to Overtime. Here we hope to answer your questions and dig deeper into the sermons at the block by talking with this past week's speaker. Let's get the conversation started. Wow. Wow. Not go to seminary. All right, Allie, you are supposed to, uh, we're kicking it off the right way with some slam poetry. You ready? Okay. Okay, so I need you to read it. Okay. No, I don't need no backstory. Okay. Let's just start it off Wait, with you reading on. the poem. I need you to calm down. Okay. Look, she took a picture of that thing. It's Let me see. So, no, I so here's the thing. You wrote here's it with a thing. pencil? So, yeah, when I wrote it, that's how I was like. I wanted to show people. So, this is the cover. It's a composition notebook. Show, show everybody on it who's okay. watching. So, it's a composition notebook, and it has, like, my name. I don't know what the Y-E-S stands for, um, but it's an acronym for something. <laughs> No clue, but I wrote different poems about how I felt. Do you know which? Are you gonna read one of them? I'm gonna read one of them. Okay, but wait. I'm, gonna, okay. I'm gonna read the titles first. So, like, just so you can see the theme of the book. So, one was titled "I'm Tired." Oh, oh, yeah. <laughs> Another was t- titled "Now What." Another was titled "Should I Care." Mm. Another was titled "Here I Am." No, I think I want to hear "Should I Care." No, yeah. you're not gonna read that one. <laughs> The other was titled, You Think You Know Me. <laughs> um, the other was titled, Growing Up, You. All right, pick one. Why I Love You, Why. I'm why gonna, I Love You. No, love you. I'm reading okay, the, so I don't get to... the untitled one. That's that's the one you okay, want to so hear. Okay, we're, so we're stepping it up on the podcast today. You ready? Yes. Wait. This yeah. is hilarious. This is how we're going to do it. I'm going to see if I can get through it without laughing. <laughs> I can't. The music doesn't help. Okay. I'm going to laugh the whole time. It's so stupid. Okay. Okay. My love was real, not fake. <laughs> I feel like I'm in a coffee shop. <laughs> okay. My love was real, not fake. And we broke my heart. I felt the whole world quake. Here, give it to me. Give it to me. Let me read no. it. Let me read it. No, you're not going to read it right. Okay, okay. stop making me laugh. I'm close. Okay, okay, go. Stop looking. Okay. My love was real, not fake. And when you broke my heart, I felt the whole world quake. I put everyone before because that was the plan. That's how I proved that you were my only man. I forgave you. Time and time again. And you lied, cheated, and even when I caught you trying to get with my cousin. <laughs> but that still <laughs> Wait a second. Wait a second. Wait a second. <laughs> what? He tried to get with your cousin? He tried to get with my cousin. Let me finish. But that still wasn't enough. So I proved to you that I was tough. I followed your directions instead of my own, disobeying my mama when she was the one who provided me with the phone to listen to your lies. (laughs) This is so funny. Okay. Okay, day after day. It was like she knew things would end in the worst way. Oh, God, I sent money and I didn't have and pay bills. I couldn't pay. This is real. But you, yes, but you didn't care because everything 
was going your way. You say you would never hurt me and I always, it will always be there. But where are you now? Nowhere to be found. Guess I wasn't enough for you. I guess me <laughs> sitting up with you while you dreamed, while you drenched my favorite shirt with your tears <laughs> when you found out your biggest fear <laughs> was becoming a reality. Playing in the NFL was not really a dream, but I was there and I promised I would never leave. But it's a promise you made sure I couldn't keep. You hurt me to the core of my heart. I was the stupid one to think nothing could break us apart. You hurt me so bad. <laughs> I was going insane. I would burst into tears when I would hear Casey and JoJo sing. <laughs> Allie. I'm not even. I'm a little concerned. <laughs> This is heavy. You, you, you scarred me for life. I would never love the same. And that's when I realized everything had to change. I value my heart. Now I just won't give it away. You must earn it. And that's the way it will remain. You were a lesson that I learned the hard way. But I thank you for that because you have prepared me for the jerks I'll meet along the way. <laughs> you you let me know to be myself and not what others want me to be of me because uh, I know exactly where that will leave me unhappy. I am, I am finally at peace. So thanks again, jerk, for hurting me because all you did was prepare me for an awesome destiny. P.S. My future husband says thanks. <laughs> <laughs> that, that, that's... that's that is heavy. What, what grade were you in? Probably a senior in high school. Senior, junior. Had to be. Had to be. So he tried to give it to your cousin? Yeah. Yeah, behind my back. Like, on MySpace. <laughs> yeah. Man, this, this podcast started off way too heavy. <laughs> I told you. I thought it was going to be like, you know, Rosa Red, Rollins of Blue. No, it was my feelings. Man. I mean, because we talked, so you talked about journaling. And I had to be why, honest. Why did we do this again? You said you wanted me to read I it. I know, but why? Because we were talking about journaling and we being honest. About journal- oh, that's right. That's and right. like okay. going in the past. And I told you I was cleaning up my room. And so can we, can we put these online? Can somebody download these? Hell no. I'm not <laughs> 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 can, can I just put a link to a PDF <laughs> in the show notes? Oh my gosh! No, <laughs> Taylor, did you journal? No, t- so Taylor, Taylor wrote songs. Okay, he didn't journal; he wrote songs. Uh, Taylor, will you sing one? He can relate. See, no, See? we need to put a link to some of his. I'm about to say because I feel like if I just put his stuff is good. One of my Darius, feel- did you journal? I did journal, but she didn't see somebody. <laughs> 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 she doesn't. She needs help. Okay, for the oh record, I wrote that when I was 17 because in one of the other poems, like I say my age. So I was 17 years old. I am in counseling and I am healed. I am not that girl no more. That's why I could laugh at it. Like, I wouldn't share it if I was still like going through it. Okay, everybody calm down. <laughs> like, Man, I'm not that girl. This is heavy. All right. You want to know the plot twist though? What? The dude I wrote that about was the catfish guy. Oh, See? plot twist, <laughs> man! Like, yeah, we need a, we need like <laughs> overflow, overflow. 
Like, oh my it was, gosh. I was about to say, there's layers to it, but I'm free. All I'm right. Free. Well, thanks for being so vulnerable. Oh, you're welcome. See, <laughs> I wish y'all could do the same. Even though I kind of forced your hand because you didn't have it yesterday, so we delayed the podcast. <laughs> so we can hear this today. There you go. All right. We have a new country in the top five. Oh, gosh. And Allie tried to get it out of me earlier. She went on my computer did. and tried to look at the stats. Okay, for the record, I didn't go on your computer. I just asked you to okay, show me. Let's, let's ask Taylor. Who do you think? We have a new country in the top five. Who do you think it is? Scotland. Ooh. Absolutely not. Dang. Darius? Russia? No. See, this is like... Just, I want just you, guess. Just the, guess one. The reason why people don't want to guess is your response is so harsh. No. What you mean? Eh, wrong. What you say? <laughs> close. Yes. It's not close. It's on the map. No. It, okay. Um, cold, it, cold. <laughs> no. I said that. Lies. Oh, maybe it'll trigger them. You want me to tell you? Yes, please. Paraguay. You were not going to say that next. <laughs> I got to say, I don't, you know, I don't know what that is. Where's that at on the map? It's... It, it's next to Nineveh see, and Jerusalem. See, your <laughs> response right, right there well, I'm just, is the reason. Help I'm, I'm me. To, I just want to learn. Oh. We're having too much. We're having, we're having too much fun today. Okay, so I think people is. should have a behind the scenes to know what happens on Sunday night at the block. So mm-hmm. here's a funny story. Okay. Right? Taylor is in part of this. So on Sunday, I'm like, hey. At the end of the sermon, I typically meet with the band, and I'm like, hey, you know, at this point, this is when you come up. Mm -hmm. So I'm like maybe halfway through the message, and I see Taylor creep on stage behind me, and I literally look at him. (laughs) I did look at him, and I went, I said, no. (laughs) And and, and he looked at me, he went, no, and he kept kept walking and sat at the piano. He was already, you saw it? He was already committed. So he started playing, and I was like... I guess I'm just going to wrap it up now. Yeah. Well, for the so, record, you did say, as I close. Well, I did that. And you said the point. What point? No, I said I was going to show a video. I did not do that. Yeah, see? Miscommunication. I just, yeah. He, I better say he, he did, did play, right? But that helped, right? Do you prefer when people preach with music behind them? Or does that matter? Mm. Does it kind of? I feel like the music is like the build up. The like, build up? It's like you about to bring this to a close. Yeah. So, okay. Seal the deal. And I'll meet a Taylor just. <laughs> I know. So I said, fine. Taylor, you want to play? Fine. We're going to do a closing song. Wow. No, that's not what happened. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to get you, sucker. I know, I know. So what you thought? I thought it was really good. You're going to laugh. But I was like, I'm um, like, I have to think like what? in my head. I was like, okay, Allison, you are in a cave. Yeah. You are in a cave. And yeah. I thought that was. It made me want to, like, you encouraged us at the end to, like, a joint worship to imagine you were in a yeah. cave. And I was sitting in my chair, and I was like, what would I do in a cave? And I was like, I wouldn't stand. Yeah. I was like, so I sat on the ground, like, crisscross mm-hmm. applesauce. And I was like, huh, I feel like this is what i do in a cave. Mm-hmm. And it was interesting. It was yeah. It was a cool little perspective. And it's not like a cave in 2022. It's like a cave when there was no social media or stuff like that. So David is literally like by himself in right. isolation. I was like, it's dark. I, yeah. saw like, I was like, it's dark. Yeah. It's cold. It's lonely. Yeah. Like... Mm-hmm. What do you what do you do in those times? So yeah, yeah, I thought it was really good. It made me. But you started off talking about Jonathan's in our lives and yes. best friends and yep. stuff. So I I thought I used this opportunity to let you know. Here we go. Wait, hold on, hold on, hold on. This is <laughs> oh, this this might be the highlight of the whole the whole podcast. 
Oh, wait. I got to make sure to... You don't even know what I'm about to say. I, I do. I do. I do. Wait. Oh, no. There's, a, there's, a, there's an mm. ad that's playing. No. Because last week we talked about friendships. Yeah. And you kept sidestepping the fact that we were friends or not. So did you make a list of your top five friends? No. I, I, I have the list in my head. Okay. So mm-hmm. hold on. Wait. Here we go. Let me get... Drumroll yeah. is... Taylor, you are a child... you did this big setup bro like i was just about to just say it and you have to go look up a youtube anyway i want to let you know you are a jonathan in my life thank there you. you go thank you there so you much. go that means a lot so you could play this bad so would you say it's not taylor <laughs> yes. yes it's not it's not taylor taylor and i were getting there so did you make a list yes. of your top five i know them yeah i have them in my head i know who they are Okay, because I was even like, as I was going through this, I was thinking of five people in my life, and I was like, oh man, that's actually lines up perfectly. There are like five people mm-hmm. that I know, you know, yeah, that I share life with. So, and do you cool. think it made me think dip, uh, like deeper? Like, do you think it's just like seasons and proximity and time? Like, yeah, how do you think that. like that wavers? All that, just kind of like the stats or um, this the studies that we were talking about, um, how as you get older, it kind of decreases and you mm-hmm. kind of go through these little ebbs and flows of your relational spheres and stuff. I think like when you get into college, like you, you guys are um, like, we're kind of all in the same season a little bit. There is, you're in that still college phase, but like, you know, you start reevaluating friendships differently yeah. because then you realize Okay, is this a two-way street? Because a lot of them are just one-way streets. Like a lot, you learn young that people use you. Yeah, you know they just want something from you or whatever. Right. And so, I do. I do think it's seasonal. I think like you know, being <clears throat> being single, it was one thing. Being in, being in a relationship, um, you know, leaned into relationships with people who are married, have kids. So th- that's a value to us now is to have relationships with people who have children. Mm-hmm. Um, and then also people who are in similar ministry situations. So career. So where are you at in your career? Yeah. What are your aspirations? What are some things that you're dealing with? I think all those things do. And then I think longevity is a big deal. Yeah. You know, like Taylor and I, we've been friends for how long? Taylor said, I'm not your friend. No, <laughs> he's thinking 18 years. Wow. 18 years. Wow. Yeah. So, you know, so Taylor's in there. But yeah, so I think longevity too. You know, people who stick around. You made it, you made it Taylor. <laughs> you, made it, Taylor. <laughs> you made it. Yeah, so I think, you know, you, you go through life with people and things like that. And you get to find out who's in it for the long haul, who cares yeah. about you. You know, people, people who see you at your worst, mm-hmm. how do they react when someone stabs you in the back? Or when you do wrong, mm-hmm. when you mess, all of us mess up. Yeah. But like, do the people around you love you? Yeah. And they protect you when you're wrong. And I can truly say that the people in my sphere protect me. Yeah. When I'm wrong. That's so, good. Yeah. You also said, I thought it was interesting, is that you can have 150 people mm. in your sphere. Yeah. And it had me thinking, like, I do not have the capacity. At least I don't think I uh, have the capacity. I think it's, like, passive. You know? I don't think okay. you're like, well, let me list out 150 people. I think just in general, mm-hmm. you we are able to maintain 150, like, friendships loosely related obviously okay i'm about to say because that no i say i'm overwhelmed that's that's a lot of birthdays i missed no (laughs) okay okay i don't think so that's that'd be too much you know 150 people yeah yeah i don't know if i know 150 people i mean once again the older you get the more people you know that's true right that's true how old are you (laughs) (laughs) it's just so easy i'm sorry i'm sorry friend see see what i did there (sighs) 
Okay, but you need people like me in your life. I do, you I do. do. Thank you so much for reminding me of my age and why I have so many friends. There you go. You're welcome. <laughs> when you live longer, you know more people. Yes. So it is what it is. Thanks, Pops. So. But also, you also got to think like some people are introverts and extroverts. Yes, true. Right? Are you an introvert or extrovert? What do you think I am? You're like an in-betweener. I think you're like a extrovert, introvert. Very good. Very good. Everybody would be like, oh, you're an extrovert. But no. I do enjoy being by myself. You do. I, I can do. tell. What do you think I am? You're a preferred introvert. Really? That's what I think. You're an extrovert, but uh-huh. you're a preferred introvert. Like you enjoy spending time, like you enjoy having your moments. I do. Huh. We're very similar in that area, I think. That's true. I do. People think I'm just straight up extrovert, and I... No, you're not. I get... I'm no, not. Th- no. Thank you. I know you. It's okay. <laughs> okay. Next. <laughs> oh, we talked Comparison Kills. I wrote down... I wrote stuff down this week. <laughs> so, have you ever heard the song Comparison Kills by Jonathan McReynolds? Nope. Okay, so, it's a really good song. Do you want me to pull it up? No. Um, I can do it. I have, I have but, it right here. All right. So, this is just going to be the podcast where you just... Jonathan McReynolds? Yes. He's a... He is a Grammy award-winning. What's it called? Gospel, Comparison kills. Yes, gospel artist. He is an amazing lyricist. Um, did I say that word right? Yes. Uh, I absolutely love him. Is this it? I guess. Yeah, that's it. Yeah. We don't have to listen to the whole thing. Though. We don't. But is is there a part of the song? It's yeah. It's at the end. Oh. <laughs> this is Taylor. <laughs> wait, wait, so you think it's cool? Oh, fa- rewind, 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 rewind. rewind. So how about right? So, let me do it. No, fast forward some. You gotta edit so much, Taylor. Pressure gets hot, and with heat come mirages. So you think it's cool over there? Your thirst is real, but. Water can't feel what comparison kills. That was the line. Okay. That's the line. So I just think it's really cool uh-huh. because he, like, you talked about comparison and how, like, comparison literally kills because you think something is great on one side when yeah. you're not paying attention to the other side. And then you, uh, with that, you, like, connected it to, like, how we have to learn to celebrate others. And, like, instead of comparing, change that comparison into celebrate. So, like, how... What do you think the importance is of, like, well, we know the importance is of, like, not comparing, but what are some of the benefits of celebrating? Um, I think empathy, you know, like, we want to be a good friend. Mm -hmm. You know, going back to that piece is, like, be the friend that you wish you had, right? And sometimes people don't celebrate you because they're too worried about themselves. Yeah. And so I think it's important to, and that's a part of being selfless, Right? Like everything's not about you, it's about other people. And the more that you focus on other people, the happier you are. Mm-hmm. Right? Jesus says, uh, you're more blessed when you're giving than when you're receiving. And we like to use that for tithing, but <clears throat> I think that that's all areas of life. Yeah. You're happier when you're giving of yourself than you are when you're trying to gain stuff because you'll never be satisfied mm-hmm. with those things. Yeah. Um, I think I can, let me find this post because I had mentioned it in the, um, I had mentioned that my friend uh, of many years had made this post about her friendships over the past couple years, and, like, how um, she said, you know, want to know how to have good, long-lasting friendships? Rejoice with those who rejoice, though you're in a different season, though they get an opportunity you've been waiting for, though God answers their prayers and not yours, though they get to live the dreams you've been dreaming about your whole life, rejoice. 
Because at the end of the day, isn't that what love is? Unselfishly giving for the good of the other. And when both sides of the friendship celebrate and rejoice with one another, it's thriving and fun and just unstoppable. That's what these amazing people have done for me time and time again. It says, so though you're still waiting, though you're still praying, though you're still dreaming, and it hurts to keep on dreaming, rejoice. Yeah. And I thought, I read that and I was like, that's a really good, you know, because even like, even in our friendships, there's the times where we, the friendships haven't been good. It's when we've been super selfish, Mm -hmm. you know? And so I think that that's a part of, you know, journeying and being like Jesus, Yeah, you know, is loving someone else, being selfless. That's good. I agree. Does that make sense? Yeah, it does. I feel like, because I get more excited about other people's birthdays than Mm -hmm. my own. Like, I love celebrating. I think, I don't know if it's just a me thing, but I Um, love celebrating people. I think I struggle sometimes, if I'm being honest. Mm -hmm. And I think that that just shows where I'm at in my walk with the Lord of my heart. Mm -hmm. You know, because I do, I think it's hard to not compare in this world, given Mm -hmm. everything that does, like, if you just live in this world, everything is comparison. Yeah. You know, like, who had, for example, the Super Bowls, who had, who's the best player, who had the most yards, who had this, who had, you know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. Someone wins and someone loses. There's no, like, rejoicing across the board. And that overflows in all areas of our life. Like, who had the most of this and who the most of that? And so I think that it goes back to this piece where we talked about a couple weeks ago. We're like, am I content in my identity with Christ? Mm-hmm. If I'm content being a child of God, just doing what God called me to do, I don't even look to the left and the right because yeah. I know I'm doing what God's called me to do. And it's so dangerous because when you start comparing, you just walk down this, this road that it seems to like, it never ends. Yeah, that's It true. never ends. And you just keep comparing and comparing and comparing and comparing. It's just, mentally it's draining. Yeah, that is, that is exhausting. Um, so you had a question and you said, what do you do when someone throws a spear at you? And you said, if you desire to play like the enemy, you will become the enemy. Mm-hmm. Um, and you, you shared how, and I also want to give you time to just also preach. Cause since Taylor kind of <laughs> cut your message in half, um, <laughs> if you, if you want to preach, you no, know, it's okay. I will it's okay. Listen. Um, yeah, and this is going to be a big part of this upcoming week, too, as we talk about, like, because a big part of David's life is wilderness. Yeah. You know, when, when you read through Scripture, you think that you're reading, like, one moment after a moment after a moment, but you're literally skipping years mm-hmm. in some situations and in David's life as well. Um, and I shared a little bit about how, like, you know, I had a personal itch situation where somebody threw a spear at me with words when I was younger, and that drastically impacted my relationship and my view of leadership, even to this point, even mm-hmm. today, is what yeah. I'm still understanding. Um, and I think that, you know, some people feel like it's easy when we hear this story to be like, yeah, like, let me think of all the people who were throwing spears at me, and like how I'm interacting and this and that. But I think sometimes you have to understand like you're Saul, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Oh, like wow. we always like to put ourselves in the situation of the, the good character or the mm-hmm. one who's like the underdog where the reality is that a lot of us are Saul. Yeah. Right. Like if we really read this story and we put ourselves in it, we relate more to Saul than we relate to David. And some people, I think we feel like we have a Saul. Um, but Saul is not a person who's telling you to be on time for work. Yeah. <laughs> right. Like we talked about, uh, it's not a person who's challenged you to grow. It's not a person who tells you to be obedient. It's not a person who tells you what you don't want to hear. Right. And I think a lot of times we do that. We, we naturally drift into, into situations and friendships that make us feel comfortable and don't challenge us. Mm-hmm. And because when we're challenged, we're like, oh, no, that's, you know, I, I don't want to be challenged. Right. I want to be comfortable. But Saul is, he's mad. He's jealous. He's angry. He's somebody who gossips a lot. He's somebody who cheers when you fall. Right? And so, and who prays that you fall? That's wild. 
Right, but like even like as I'm writing this and I'm saying this and I'm preparing, I'm like, oh man, I think that there's too much of that in me. <laughs> mm-hmm. You know, like I'm praying that certain people don't get success or that I don't know, I don't know, just like my heart. Yeah. Right. And so, and I think that that's the that's a part of like us unpacking scripture. It's like a mirror, right? You yeah. look at yourself in the mirror, and a wise person asks God to change them and yeah. to say, "Hey, God, like I realize that this is me and." And maybe you haven't promoted me or haven't you haven't allowed a door to open because I am like this person, you know? Yeah. Because we're like, okay, tell me how to be like David. Like, tell me how to get to the end. Tell me how to win mm-hmm. the game. Tell me how to get to the castle. And it's like, like, no, like you're in this process and you're going to learn the things that David learned. But right now you're so far, you're still dealing with these like very uh, hurtful things, you know, things yeah. that could destroy your life and destroy other people's lives. Because if there's even a, if there's even a crack in your foundation, hmm. The more you put on top of it, the more the crack is revealed. Yeah. Right? And so a lot of people are like, oh, it's not a big deal that I'm a little jealous or I'm a little, but here's the deal. The more pressure you put on top of that, the more it's gonna reveal itself. And the more pressure when you break, the more people are gonna get hurt by you being broken. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? That's good. So God is trying to do this in a season of loneliness, a season where you are, it's just you and Him. Yeah. As opposed to like, okay, because this is what we see today. We see, um, pastors who of mega churches or leaders who are falling, right? Because there has been a crack in the foundation. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. And I'm not, scared. I'm not pointing anybody out, and I'm not saying that. I'm just, all of us need to take a look in the mirror. Yeah, and say, okay, Lord, like, where, what, do you, what from Saul is in me? Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, mm-hmm. don't look at this as like, yeah, we're all David. No, 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 no. We're, we're probably more Saul than David. Yeah. So I think that's good. You said that. I, uh, I'm in a counseling class and. It like hit me that I think I've always been thinking about like how can I care for victims? How can I help people yeah. that have been hurt? But it's just like mm-hmm. you may have to help the oppressor, mm-hmm. like because well, her the people, oppressor was probably a victim, right? Because like yeah. her people, her right. people, right. like and so I was like, it never hit me that right. like like I always mm-hmm. want to help like the helpless are the people that's been harmed, but it's like right. you may have to actually like help the person that has caused this, and also like real, realizing that like that's a real person and they need right. help too. So yeah, that's, mm-hmm. that's good to know. And that leads to like kind of what you said too, cause you talked about journaling again about like, um, how you have to be honesty, like honesty comes with intimacy and mm-hmm. how like that, like how we can't grow and know the Lord, like on a real level, if we're not honest, and I feel like even in my walk, our, my relationship with God gotten better. It's like, I, I don't know where I heard this message at, but it was like, the pastor let me know, like, God can handle my uh, emotional capacity. Like, I feel like I gave him, I gave him my finances, I gave him my spiritual, mm-hmm. I gave him all this, mm-hmm. but my emotions, I, I don't know why it didn't wrap around my head. Like, he can handle, like, my emotions. Mm-hmm. And, like, when I released, like, my honest emotions to him, like, of course, like, it was some stuff, like, girl, you got yeah. yourself together, but it was, like, there it was, like, another layer was, yeah. like, removed and, like, our relationship is getting better because of that right. honesty that I've been having with him in that area. You have to take a step, right? Yeah. And I think it's it's the first step is the hardest, the most difficult step to take. Um, and it's a process of, like, you feel weird. Like, okay, what? So I'm going to go and I'm going to go in my room and I'm going to cry to God. Right. Like, if you've never done that before, of course, that's going to feel awkward. Yeah. But I think that you will be met with something you did not expect. Mm -hmm. And you will walk away sensing something that you didn't expect to sense. And that in your journey, you'll start to learn, okay, God does care about these moments. And he wants these moments 
um, with me. I was even reflecting upon, I know we talked about Disney a couple weeks ago, but Pixar had this movie Inside Out. Remember that? With all yes. the emotions? Yes. And, what, and, you know, so the question is, what happens when you deny sadness a voice, mm-hmm. right? Joy gets lost with sadness, and the only thing left is fear, anger, and disgust. And you have to let sadness in if you want to have any hope for joy. Yeah. Right? And it's funny because I know that that's like a funny kids movie, but it's so true. But I did not find the movie funny at okay, all. Sorry. Okay. It was we, very... We, we know was... you need to go to counseling after the poem. But here's the deal. It's like... The you... judgment <laughs> in your voice. And no, but like, you know, I think that there's so much truth to that, right? Yeah. Like you have to be yourself. You have right. to be free and you have to... I get, Years ago, I gave this illustration on uh, at the block. We, I think we're doing a series on Psalms, but I brought in a steak. I had two different steaks on stage and I had one that was fully cooked and it had like a side of green beans and it was it looked nice. It had side, whatever. And then the other one was a raw steak. Which one is looks the best? It's the cooked one. Mm-hmm. That's the one you're going to go for, right? And so I think that we want to present ourselves to God fully cooked. That's good. And say, look at us. What? Why are you laughing? It's laughing because you earlier you told me you wasn't cooking me no steak. Okay. Anyway, I <laughs> know, oh, bro. <sighs> but you know what I'm saying? Like God wants you to be raw, right? He wants you to be completely honest with your feelings and emotions, and so that's why I, I mentioned the journaling aspect. Like mm-hmm. Psalms is David's journal; it's David's songbook. But he yeah. gets his emotions, and like it really has. Like I, one of my goals is to journal every week. Um, and I found for me, and maybe this is just me, the way that my brain works is that I, I feel like I'm, I can't process things well. The more life comes at me, if I don't get rid of those things. That, no, that's a real thing. Right? I have to mind dump on a page. I have yeah. to mind dump somewhere, but I want to remember these things. Yeah. So every time I write and I stop, and it doesn't have to be, I mean, sometimes it's like a sentence. Yeah. Or sometimes it's two sentences or whatever. But every time I stop journaling, I just, I take a deep breath and I'm like, oh. Okay, I feel so much better. Yeah, you know, and um, one of one of the things I've been doing is like I want to journal. What has God been teaching me lately? That's good. You know, because that also gives me an opportunity to reflect later on. Okay, what was God teaching me in this season of life? Mm-hmm. Because I I have picked up some journals in the past couple weeks and I've read some things and I'm like, dang, I still haven't learned this lesson. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm still going through this. Or it's the opposite of like, wow, that season prepared me for this season, yeah. like big time. Yeah. So. And I, I, have, I don't know, I read it somewhere, I've read it in a book, I don't know. But, like, there's, like, a psychological thing, like, when you, like, if you can't sleep, if, like, you're, if, like, the thoughts are running through my brain, I have to write them down, and then I'm able to sleep, because it's, like, it's something about writing it and seeing it. It, yeah. it is a dump. So, mm-hmm. that's a really good practice. I even think, like, long-term, and this is, like, kind of silly, but I think, like, I love my kids to have my journals when I'm done, you know, or whatever. That's cute. To be able to see, you know, what, what. Like, I would love it if I had, like, my dad or my grandpa's journal. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And That'd to see, like, what they were going through and, like, what they were thinking and stuff like that. Um, I think that it would be a testimony, a way to, you know, to testify oh. to a generation that you haven't met down the road. That's good. Right? Imagine my great-great-granddaughter reading my poetry. No, I'm, we need to stop and pray <laughs> for her right now. <laughs> I'm really concerned about her. I don't understand why. So your kids can read your journal, so, but they so can read mine. Granty mm-hmm. Allie, so Granty, or whatever. She, Ew. She, okay, no, we're talking like four generations from now. What they gonna okay, call you? Okay, and I will still. What they gonna be, call you? I feel like a Yaya or like a Gigi. A Yaya. Yeah, like a Yaya or a Gigi. So Yaya Allie G-Mall, was like, going through it. 
That's what they're going to say? And they're going to know my testimony. Because I have more journals. But, because see, okay, that, good, that good. was 17. Mm. Okay? Mm. I am now 32. Mm. That is behind me. Okay? I have grown. Okay? That is growth. Hold on. See, where I don't want to hear no more. We're going to go to the next <laughs> thing. Don't pull wait, up. Wait, wait, wait. I got Don't pull it. up another thing on that phone. Wait, hold on. I gotta, it takes too I gotta long get good... for you to pull it up. I'm sorry. Let's see. Honey. It's... Okay, now, yeah. And I don't see, know. <laughs> they got ads. <laughs> Let's see, you can't, you literally cannot afford to have sound bites. Like, all right, moving on. By the subscription. Moving on. If you want to do that. So, this is, I'm not going to lie, my uh, notes got slim because this is when you went bam, 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 bam. Uh huh. <laughs> Tell me. Let's see, where did I wrote, oh, when you started talking about crutches, um, uh-huh. you talked about crutches and you uh, went through like what the crutches were. Mm-hmm. Um, and so you said, a crutch was like anything that substitute God, anything where the focus is horizontal, mm-hmm. and anything that gives a temporary uh, relief in yeah. how yeah. we shouldn't focus on that. Like, what does those look like practically? Well, I think if you look at David's life, I even mentioned them. So David's, the crutches were his wife was mm-hmm. removed from him. His, uh, his mentor, Samuel, was mm-hmm. removed from him. His closest friend, Jonathan, was taken from him. He had to leave. His position was removed from him in the king's court. And then his self-respect, because he went to Goth, and he had to pretend to be a madman so that he wouldn't be killed. Right. So you see all of these things that were strengths for him yeah. have now become an area of weakness for him. Yeah. Right. And I realize, you know, for, for me and just in different seasons of my life, I can see how God removed different things that I've really heavily relied upon. Mm-hmm. And it's very painful when a crutch is taken from under yeah. you. It is extremely, extremely painful. And I think that it's an opportunity. Because somebody once told me this. They said, Stephen, when something hard happened, they said, you have every right to do A, B, and C. Which meant to go bring harm to these people who have hurt you. Or they said, you can go and choose the other option, which is to let God just put you back together. Hmm. And that's always stuck with me because I remember being like, and I was telling our leaders before service, the issue with getting even is that you get even and you become just like the person you're trying to get even with. Yeah. And so I was, you know, I remember that season being like, you know, I'm just going to keep doing this. I'm just going to keep doing this over and over again because I've made the same stupid decision in, in, in relationships and this and that. I said, maybe I just need to like give it to God. Like for, and, I, and the thing is, like, oh, what does that even look like? What does mm-hmm. it look like to give something to God? Right. But honestly, it was, that was such a rewarding season because I almost retreated to a cave, my parents' garage where we had a Bible study, and I would go spend time in that, quote, cave every single day for hours. I would spend time in there. I'd put on worship music. I would read my Bible, and I would just... Let whatever emotions were in me flow out of me. Sometimes yeah. I was, sometimes I was crying. Sometimes I was mad and I was yelling at God. But it didn't matter. It was a, it was a safe place. Yeah. And I think that everybody needs to have a safe and we can call it an altar. Yeah. But you can have a safe place in your life where you can go. And you can be alone with the Lord, and you can say what you need to say. You can do what you need to do. But it's just like you know. Yeah. You got to have that in your life. Yeah, that's good. I agree. I agree wholeheartedly. Darius, any questions? Anything stood out to you? David had five phones. Okay. Uh-uh, see. <laughs> All right, if you were going to sum up the message in a sentence. Get ready for the cave. Get ready for the cave. Get ready for the Taylor, cave. Taylor, sum it up in a sentence. No, he <laughs> said so, get ready for the cave. I'm an influencer. All right, anything else that you can think of? Oh, there's this quote that I didn't say at the end. 
Um, it's in this book that I'm reading about David by Chuck Swindoll, and it's, he said this, and I thought it was an interesting quote. He said, when God wants to do an impossible task, God takes an impossible person and crushes him. Thanks for joining us for Overtime. Help us to keep the conversation interactive by sending us your questions through our Instagram, at TheBlockNola. If you're encouraged by today's conversation, make sure to rate us and subscribe on iTunes, Spotify, or wherever you stream your podcast. Again, thanks for listening to the Overflow Podcast.